We have up next is the beautiful Carolyn. Yes, exactly. Welcome, Carolyn. You are joining us from Germany, and I would like to introduce Carolyn. She is a German-trained naturopathic doctor and family constellations facilitator. She is also an author of the award-winning book, Blossom, Seven Steps to Sexual Healing and the Creatrix of the Blissful Marriage Method. And she also facilitates uh, couples retreats here in Sedona, as well as other beautiful locations around the world. And we're just really excited to have Carolyn joining us here from Germany, taking some time out from her wonderful family vacation to gift us with her knowledge and her presence and her energy. So thank you, Carolyn, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. As And as you guys can see, it's like dark here right now it's in the evening. I'm, I'm ahead of it. I'm ahead of time. Well, so my topic or what I am really passionate about is peace and harmony between couples, right? And for me, I think that a big part of our global ascension or ascension for humanity comes from figuring out how we can be peaceful, especially in our relationships, because very obviously (laughs) there's a lot of not peace going on for many, many years. And so I just briefly want to share my story. I literally remember being born on the heavenly meadows, looked like a kindergarten with little chairs, and we're sitting there and playing, and God or a presence came and said, we have trouble down on earth. Who wants to come and help? There's several problems, and a big problem is that men and women just don't seem to get along, and my hand just kind of like went like this automatically, (laughs) and basically by doing so, that gave me a ticket into my mom's belly and uh you know very obviously when you raise your hand to come down to earth to help with relationship problems it will make sense that you would be thrown into all kinds of relationship experiences so my family i'm german um they actually were germans living in eastern europe when the second world war broke out so they became the enemy enemy and were thrown into concentration camps. So my grandma, we actually just celebrated my grandma's 90th birthday today. So it's amazing that I'm on here today. She spent 10 years in a concentration camp from when she was 10 till 20, living through winters without no shoes and things like that. So, and and just as much trauma on my dad's side too. Um, my parents being born to parents that were children in war who at least lost one, if not both parents and half of their grandparents during that time and even some of them saw how you know saw their parents or grandparents dying in front of their eyes so I'm sharing this just to give you an idea of how much trauma there was already in my lineage coming forward and then with me I I started out my life with just tremendous struggle with myself I battled eating disorders for 10 years that got me into family constellations and just had a ton of struggle with guys and uh now I look back and always think like, man, I mean, there's some patterns that I've repeated, but I've just had a whole bunch of different experiences in relationships. And um, I've always had this this purpose of knowing, well, my purpose is to figure this out. So I've been a family constellation facilitator for over 20 years and have been helping couples and people through family constellations for quite a while but then about six years ago when I was married to my second husband my twin flame 
who I thought, you know, was the one for the rest of my life. And it turned out very, very, anybody who's been in a twin flame relationship, they know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> it, it turned out to be one of the most painful experiences of my life. But that being said, it also really pushed me to really look for answers. And I had a friend at the time who came across a, a, a book, a scientific book, researching human relationship and human sexuality that she found a little bit too out there. But since she knew that I was really desperate and I was just looking and gobbling up, I mean, I had invested probably close to $100,000 at that point into relationship seminars and working on myself and just learning and learning and learning. Literally my whole entire 20s, I spent traveling and learning and trying to figure this thing out. And um, so when she gave me this book, at first, um, I was a little skeptical, but because at that time, um, I had just come out of like really coming into my own around my sexuality and really feeling comfortable. I do have some sexual trauma in my past and took a little while to heal. So I basically never made love sober probably till my early, early thirties actually. And um, so I had just come into like feeling really good about sex and being able to relax and enjoy it and so forth. And then this book came along and um, this book really contains 16 years of research of a woman who had a very similar story as mine. And um, today, the what I'm presenting has to do with sex and neuroscience and how we can use conscious lovemaking to um, ascend and, and create deeply connected units because it's my belief, and it's not just my belief, but also scientifically, we know this, that our ascension depends on our vibrational state of being, right? And when we are struggling in relationships because we're human beings and we need connection and we need stability, we need to be connected to each other. And when our main connection wasn't there from the beginning as a baby because we had parents that weren't able to, to give because they hadn't received it as babies or were busy or because of the circumstances, the economy, the work, whatever it was, right? If we didn't get it as a baby, and then as adults, if we can't create it with each other either, our world becomes very, very wobbly. And it's very, very difficult for us to, to create anything in life. If, if our basis feels wobbly, if we don't feel safe and secure within ourselves, um, creating anything in life becomes very, very difficult. And it takes one to know one. I was never able to create any amount of money or live my purpose or anything until I started figuring these pieces out. And since then, I've been doing very well. So, so listen, this has a real, real world application, even though we're talking about energy and high vibrational frequencies and so forth. But it's not just a theory. When you master these things, when you are able to get yourself into a high vibrational state of being and become stable and securely attached within yourselves, but also in your relationships, you're it's paradise on earth. You, you get into the flow and, and um, because you're stable, even though there's lots of chaos going on right now in the world, you still have the highest, I believe you still have the highest amount of stability and uh, ability to create anything in life possible. So our, our intimate relationships are, I believe, one of the things that impacts our vibrational frequency the most when we're in a relationship that's not working, right? When it's working, we're all on cloud nine. The saying comes from somewhere. It is not just it's not just a saying, it really is because we're really uplifted. We see the world differently. And when we first get together, we all know we have like this super amazing cocktail. We're in love and 
what's going on from a neuroscientific or uh, biochemical perspective is we have a certain amount of hormones or a hormonal cocktail that's going on in ourselves that makes it so that we feel relaxed and that we see the world in a certain way. So our neurochemicals and our um, biochemicals are in our neuro, um, neurological wiring has a, a deep impact on how we feel, first of all, and then how we feel has a deep impact on how we perceive ourselves, the world, the opportunities around us, and uh, life itself. And so back to the book that I found, what the book was suggesting was that we as human beings actually were created with two programs for lovemaking. And I believe that we knew this, that we were empowered and that we knew this and that we knew that there was a, a one, um, one way to make love just for enjoyment and connection and creating a deep spiritual union. And then there is a different pathway in our brain or a different program, if you will, that's connected to just procreation and making babies. In our world, and I believe that people in power in the churches and religions on purpose took this knowledge away to keep us stuck basically in the paradigm of lovemaking or sex that we know that has to do just with basically making babies. Even if we're um, not intending to make babies, we're still going through the same process. Nature is very, very clever. Nature wants the species to continue and to proliferate. And it wants us to engage in things that will do so, that, that will make that happen. And therefore nature and biology has connected an immense pleasure surge to neurochemicals that get um, released when we have an orgasm to entice us to keep doing it. And it works, right? We, we keep doing it. <laughs> and up until now, and up until I found this book, I didn't think anything was wrong with it. Like I said, I had finally gotten to a point where I was liberated and I was actually um, advocating having one orgasm a day, whether you're in a, in a relationship or not. And I was just feeling so strongly that that was so healthy and so good. And when you go on the internet, there's lots of um, supporting evidence that it's really great to have lots of sex with lots of orgasms. Um, and then I came across this book and it really shook my, my world because it was suggesting that when we stay in this, ba this baby-making program, basically when we, when we make love that, that um, includes a regular orgasm that we, the, the orgasm that we know, we do our unions a dis disfavor. We do our species or our human race a favor because we continue to procreate. But based on this program, what happens is that once once we're basically made, once we've made it with, with one person, biologically and neurochemically, we get disinterested with each other. And, and nature does it by shifting our hormone cocktail. And this is why over time, you know, we're so in love with somebody, we have this great honeymoon feeling and just see the best in people. And then over time, this um, habituation kicks in where nature is very clever and knows that it needs to do something so that we move on and make babies with somebody else just to keep the gene pool spreading basically, right? And even though we love somebody and even though consciously we really wanna be with that person inevitably for most people, 
we somehow lose interest, even if we, you know, even if we stay um, true to that person and don't go outside and have sex with somebody else, somehow that spark goes away and it has to do with what happens in our brain. Now, when I, when I, when I tell people this at first, they're like, oh my God, like, what is this lady saying? She crazy sex. That's why, you know, orgasm is the best part of sex. That's why we have sex. And like I said, I was feeling and thinking the same way, but since then, I've actually learned to make love in this other way, which is called bonding-based lovemaking. And you can Google it and, and find all kinds of stuff on it. Uh, some of it by me and some of it by other people. Bonding-based lovemaking. And so, as I said, in our nervous system and in our brain and our neurophysiology, we have a second track. And what I mean by second track is a second system with also a reward system that rewards us for bonding. Nature rewards us for bonding with our babies because if we didn't have a, uh, another reward centrum in our brain or another um, way of getting rewarded, none of us would probably stay up and nurse and do what it takes to, you know, bring up a baby because it takes a lot and we do it. And most of us do it happily because bonding gets rewarded with a different neurochemical cocktail. So the the, the procreation-based, orgasm-based uh, program thrives on dopamine, and it's literally like taking heroin or cocaine. It gives us a spike in the brain, and there's brain scans that will show this, that an orgasm in a brain scan looks just the same as a brain scan of somebody who's just um, snorted up cocaine, for example. And I know this is hard to believe, but this is science, right? And then with the, the other way of making love the reward system um goes by oxytocin and oxytocin doesn't do a spike so a lot of the relationship disruption and a lot of the relationship disharmony a lot of the communication problems a lot of a lot of the power struggles a lot of the things that people think are their underlying problems are not their underlying problems the underlying problem is that we make love in a certain way we don't know the other way and because we make it in the way that we know, it puts our brain chemistry on a roller coaster if we're still sexually active. And if we're not sexually active anymore, just like roommates, um, then it just puts us into kind of like a dull and dormant mode because we don't have the oxytocin. So the dopamine creates either like huge roller coasters because our inner chemistry changes and our perception um, changes of the world and other people and how we feel and how we see the oxytocin makes it so that we feel very very happy and relaxed and and literally go on uh, an ascension path with each other and so in my own 20 plus years actually next year will be 30 years that I have been struggling in relationships and looking for answers and the last six seven years really successfully helping couples with with bonding-based lovemaking and the family constellation work because family constellations also he heals and helps on um with rewiring these deeper pathways these deeper programs that we have and to come back to the to the energetic frequency um equation right so everything in the universe is energy Einstein told us that and Einstein also shared with us that 
if we're not living in the reality that we want to be in. So let's say, you know, we're in 3D, we want to be in 5D. The only reason why we're not in 5D is because we're not quite a frequency match to the 5D vibration yet. Um, David Hawkins did a lot of research on that. He created the scale of consciousness, also something that you can Google. And he gave us basically correlating states of being with vibrational frequencies. Four, five, six hundred is where life gets really good. Six hundred is peace. Five hundred is joy. In between, there is love and bliss. Right. So in a way, we want to, or you want to make it your, or I'm recommending to you that you make it your one of your main goals to learn as much as you can for your own self and what you need to be doing to get yourself into four, five, six hundreds. 700, we dissolve into pure light and leave the planet. Not recommended, right? That's not where we want to be. 500 is really the sweet spot. And I, I mean, I know that there's lots of things that we can do on our own. We can eat well. We can, you know, be in nature. We can live our purpose. I mean, there's so many things that impact our vibration that we can do on our own. But in, in my own paradigm, there's nothing as powerful as two people that truly love each other coming together and using this practice of bonding-based lovemaking to create um, a deeply connected union because what it does is it heals these underlying early attachment issues that we had where we maybe didn't feel cared for or didn't get the love that we needed and really wanted. And it makes it so that we become very safe and securely attached to each other. And when we have that, that's the that's the jumping off ground for you know achieving anything individually and together. And um, I just wanted to see if there's questions real quick. Just checking the time. Tangela, are you moderating that? How do the questions? I can if you want. Usually we just let if the if any of you all have questions for. Carolyn, please feel free to put in the chat. Um, and Carolyn, I have a question for you. Thanks yeah. for sharing your, your revolutionary um, techniques here. You know, so, and I know, oh, I see we have, um, we actually have an attendee has their hand up, Delilah. So actually, Delilah, I can um, allow you to talk and bring in your question as well. So hold on, look at that. So Delilah, feel free to ask your question to Carolyn. <laughs> I think you have to unmute yourself, Delilah. Tangela, do you have to unmute her? I love that song. Hey there, Delilah. <laughs> I just asked her to unmute. So hmm. well, let's see if she joins us, but I'll just go ahead and ask my question yeah. in the meantime. So, um, you know, I think one of the things that you're saying um, is that, you know, you're really, uh, focused on like helping couples to reconnect and create a connection that they actually may never have even had, uh, which is really beautiful. Um, how does the family constellation work with all of this? And, and maybe for some of our audience members, they are not even familiar with family constellations. So if you'd like to share a little bit about what that is and how that also is a part of your work, because I think that's really amazing and beautiful. Yeah. As well. Yeah, so these two programs for lovemaking, when I say programs, they really have to do with subconscious programs. And we have all kinds of programs that in our subconscious that either serve us or not serve us. Family constellation is a modality that really helps heal 
the programs that are not serving us. So if there's ancestral trauma or we've had trauma or if we've inherited trauma or we've lived around, you know, if we imprint also negative behaviors or things when we're just living around things that aren't good for us, you know, language or behavior, people when we're little, when we're bigger. And so the family constellation basically um, is a way of getting to the root of the programs and, and healing them. And with this, with the bonding based lovemaking, part of the basis for it is like being able to deeply connect. And if deeply connecting in our subconscious wasn't safe because we haven't had it as a child, um, some of you might have heard of attachment styles, right? We have three different ones, a secure one, an anxious one, and an avoidant one. And for, for somebody who had, you know, had his, his or her needs met as a baby, they usually attach securely. And for them, it's pretty easy to bond with somebody else and feel safe and secure in life in general, right? And then maybe 50% of, of babies have that, 50% don't. So for those 50%, when they, as adults, all of a sudden want to create these deeply connected um, relationships, their subconscious goes like, ah! I don't know this, you know, because our subconscious only wants to allow what it knows. And so that's where we bring the constellations in to help heal those early, you know, early, early attachment wounds. And I mean, I, I work with a lot of couples and generally most problems, it's not the communication. It's not you know, what you think it is. It's really these attachment styles and not knowing how to deeply bond that's behind all of our problems. Does that make sense? And answer your question. Very interesting. No, thank you. And then do you see like through your family constellation or people bringing in these attachments or these fears or issues from you know their family lineage or from other lives? Is that something that also occurs? Yeah, you, work with? Often, you know, and it, I mean, there's sometimes it's like amazing stories, you know, like I had one client where we went into a, a past life where she was she was a priestess in a temple and she had really trusted this one woman who was her main priestess. And she had to go through an initiation ritual that entailed her being a box in almost into like a casket and then go into no breathing, but surviving. And they had practiced and practiced for this for like ever, you know, it was like the initiation, but the, the woman, the high priestess was jealous of this younger priestess and tricked her basically. And so this woman had trusted and therefore was able to go into this, death-like state and then died during the experiment and so in this life she had such a hard time like taking in anything in and we couldn't figure out why and then when you start doing the constellations this past life came up and every all of a sudden it made total sense you know why there was such a deep um, wound around trusting right because she had trusted this person with her life and it didn't go wow, so well. that is so powerful <laughs> so you're really working at all of these different levels with people to move forward um, with themselves and then also with within relationship. I think one of the really amazing things you said at the very beginning was that why this is important for ascension is because, you know, we're coming together, you know, and, and, and could, you, could you just speak a little bit more about that? Too? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sell my theory a little bit more for those okay. of you that know, like um, Jesus and Mary Magdalene, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big lover of them both as a, as a symbol of union. And I believe that they were obviously a couple. I believe obviously that they were a couple. And so I believe that they knew of this practice. And I believe that because they had this practice, because this practice will make it so that you retain your energy and you go higher and higher together, that that enabled them to create miracles, you know? So, you know, they knew how to be a union and they knew how to harness their energy together to really create a big ripple in the world. 
And so for anybody who feels like, you know, they don't have enough energy or there's too much chaos right now in their lives because, you know, because of what's going on, like you have something super special that, you know, you can use within, within your relationship or learn to just become super energetically powerful and real world powerful as well. Wow. Amazing. And thank you for really sharing all of that. And the, and obviously Mary Magdalene and Jesus were some very ascended people. So, you know, to come back. if they did it, you know, why don't we? Awesome. And then, um, and so Carolyn, you also work with couples virtually in person. Yeah. And, and right now, actually we have something super, super exciting going on. Mm. We're doing a a goddess embodied goddess giveaway because oftentimes it's the women that aren't so interested anymore and there's reasons why that is but um, oftentimes I focus on helping women first and then bringing the men along and uh, I have I have a Facebook group that's called blissful marriage secrets I don't know if you can um, post the link but the 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 actual url to it is creating a blissful marriage.com that will get you there and we're doing a giveaway right now that has gifts worth two thousand eight hundred and sixty one dollars um, sessions from practitioners, womb healing, gemstone bracelets, essential oil kits, all kinds of things to help you really heal past traumas, um, come into your goddess self, have self-care practices that work, health coaching, all kinds of things. And so um, there's a contest for this week and anybody uh, can join. The, the rules for the contest are in the group. And uh, I'd love for all of you that you are watching to come and play with me and us. Wonderful. So for all of you who are interested, um, we put in Carolyn's uh, links in the chat. And Carolyn, if you have a separate link for the goddess embodiment challenge, please, you know, definitely feel free to put that in the chat as well. Um, and what is that about? So when you said in terms of goddess embodiment, how does that relate with, um, with women and our relationships with ourselves? Obviously, part of what I keep saying, obviously, maybe it's not so obvious, but when we as women feel good about ourselves, when we feel like the goddess, right, when we're happy and have energy, we lift everybody else up, like the fem the masculine always follows the feminine, and if we're down and depleted and feeling not good, um, our relationships suffers and oftentimes obviously we feel that way because of our relationship but still like there's lots of things that we can do with our own energy and start shifting because the men start following us and so the embodied goddess giveaway is all tools and coaching sessions and healing sessions to help us shift our own energy so that we become independently happy obviously but then also um just learn to shift our energetic um dynamic with the men or the, the men that you're with. Mm, wonderful. So great. So for anyone who is watching, would love to be a part of that goddess embodiment challenge that is happening with Carolyn right now, which is great. So thank you for tuning in with us from Germany. We appreciate, we know it's later over there. So thanks for yeah. <laughs> joining us your evening time during your family holiday. I'm still a little jet lagged, so thanks for being <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Thank you. Thanks for joining us.
Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. This is Neil, founder of Portal to Ascension, and just closing out this podcast here and letting you know that what you're experiencing are all types of presentations that we have on Portal to Ascension, uh, such a wide variety, different audio clips from um, conferences that we do, and then other interviews that we have also on our YouTube. And I want to take this moment here at the end and just talk to you about a few upcoming things with Portal to Ascension. We're really excited because 2023, we're really blasting off and we have um, a few conferences. We have Portal to Ascension San Diego, April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. We have Portal to Ascension Glastonbury in the UK. Hope to see some of you there. That's August 11th, 12th, and 13th of next year. And then, or 2023 if you're listening to it now. And then we're also taking a tour of people to Egypt, guys. And we're going to go for from September 7th. We're going to have the Hurtax with us. JJ and Desiree Hurtax, like you might have experienced on our channel. Uh, Joan of Angels is going to be with us, and also Alan Steinfeld. And actually, I have Joan of Angels here with me right now, so I'm going to just hand it over to her and get your input, Joan, on what we're going to be experiencing, your excitement, and all of that. So this is a critical time in our history on the planet, and 2023 is this reawakening of our... It's just our reawakening of our spirituality and our transformation along this ascension timeline. So these events are designed to really awaken you, to really bring you to remember who you are, why you're here, your galactic origins, the power, the personal power we have within us to shift into the planet that we really want mm -hmm. at the most optimum of potential to align our body, mind, and spirit to get there. So these, just to be together in person activates forgotten memories, activates light codes, activates DNA, and most of all, activates your happiness cells. Because mm. the joy in coming together is just extraordinary. So we invite you to come and be with us in any of these events around the world. And even online, we try to create that same energetics. Mm. So we love you all that we are creating a mystery school that goes around the planet and right. off planet. Exactly, yes. And just a few websites for you. So firstly, of course, the main website, portal2ascension.org. We'll have everything there. You can sign up and get 1,000 plus, well, it's over 3,000 at this point, hours of free conscious content, you know, like a streaming platform where you can browse and all that. And then ascensionconference.com for Portal to Ascension San Diego, ascensionglassenbury.com for the Glastonbury Conference. And then the Egypt tour is going to be on Portal to Ascension or is on portal2ascension.org as well. Um, yeah, so some beautiful, amazing experiences. We're really blasting off. It's time to get exponential. You know, we've been exponential, but now the exponential curve is even going even higher because it's really time for us to remember who we are, tap in our true potential, and make some change on Earth that's better for, creates betterment for everybody, right? And that's why we're doing what we do. That's why this podcast exists. So excited to see you guys there. AscensionConference.com and Portal to Ascension. Joan, any few any closing words? Ascension Glastonbury. Yeah, we're all taking off together. This is this is the times for which we've been called, loves. Can't wait to see you there. Love you all. During these extraordinary times, are you seeking friends and collaborators, like-minded, brilliant, beautiful souls who want to be a part of creating the new earth? Here is the answer. Welcome to Soul Search. 
SoulSearch is the high-frequency global online destination for spirituality and consciousness. This is a multi-dimensional community for spiritual seekers, healers, teachers, and guides for the global awakening. With SoulSearch, the spiritual seeker can easily search for and connect with healing modalities, spiritual teachings, practices, and practitioners. Within the SoulSearch community, you can join groups or take courses for your spiritual journey. With SoulSearch, you are part of an inclusive, growing global community for consciousness. For spiritually conscious practitioners, SoulSearch connects you to a global audience seeking your services. Post client reviews, articles, videos, photos, and audio. You can create secure and private online communities for your groups and clients. Be a part of an awakening community for spirituality where you can collaborate and connect with practitioners and seekers. Whether you are a spiritual seeker, healer, or just curious, join soulsearch.io today.